Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. A Thursday, March 16th edition of the Eagle Hour, broadcasting live from the Southern Bancorp studio in Hattiesburg. Kelly Sander, along with producer-engineer Michael Mergens, and the brash youngster Ben Milam in this week, while Bob Getty and Luke Johnson are out. This first segment brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Smoked here, loved everywhere. Dickie's Barbecue can take care of your uh, Easter festivities or your latest baseball tailgate party so that you can enjoy the fellowship at Pete Taylor Park with all the sides that uh, are available at Dickie's, too. There's nowhere else to think for those sort of things. Dickie's Barbecue Pit. A big supporter of Southern Miss Athletics, and we appreciate their support of this program. Joining us momentarily will be Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. We'll get you up to date on spring football and uh, other baseball notes as the Eagles get ready to begin conference play this weekend. And boy, you talk about swimming in deep water early, so we'll be talking about that. We'll also be joined by softball players Maria Smith and Janet Lee. They are finishing up practice today. They were beginning conference play tomorrow, but because of the weather forecast, their openers with uh, Louisiana have been moved to Saturday. So we'll get you up to date on all of those sorts of things. We'll also fill in the NIT bracket, which actually saw something happen last night that Southern Miss hoped hoped would happen, but they also hoped that they would beat UAB. Anyway, lots to talk about. So let's get Heath Hinton, your proprietor from Big Gold Nation. Actually, we want to mention, too, that Ben Milam writes for Big Gold Nation, so you can enjoy Ben here on the podcast or live, and you can also see his his work in print as well. Heath, good afternoon to you. Hey, Kelly, what's up, buddy? Ben, how you doing? Man, could, to couldn't be better on this uh, on this beautiful Thursday in Hattiesburg, anyway. The football team, Heath, has the week off. They will resume spring drills next Tuesday morning at 9 o'clock. So kind of bring us up to date as to what you, you've got your finger on the pulse of uh, what's going on at Southern Miss football-wise. Tell us, kind of bring us up to date as to what you're hearing from spring training. I think right now they're just trying to get everybody implemented to what they're doing, uh, both sides of the ball. You know, got some uh, newcomers in, some young guys. Right now everybody's getting reps with the ones. I think once they come back from this break that they've had, which I kind of like what they're doing, they took a break between uh, spring uh, practice periods, give them a week off, let them have spring break, but also let their bodies heal. If anybody was nicked up a little bit, I really like what Coach Hall did there. And uh, I think once you come back, they'll start implementing a little more of what they want to do in the fall and 
and kind of you'll start seeing maybe a little more of who's going to start, who's uh, who's maybe playing their way into a starting position going forward. But uh, yeah, right now they're just taking a break, uh, spring break, allowing their bodies to heal. But and, with and, the new quarterbacks coming in and the amount of talent they got returning to offense to a position. If the quarterback situation works out, it could be a fun offense. And I want to I want to ask you about the quarterback position. We've we've touched upon it before on your visits here to the Eagle Hour. But for people that don't listen every day, is it your expectation that all things being equal, a starting quarterback, a solid QB one, will emerge in these spring drills? I do, I do, I really do. I think you're going to have a a guy coming out of camp that's going to be positioned as number one. But I will also say this, that going into fall, there's still going to be competition because Coach Hall is one of those guys that believes iron sharpens iron. So the more competition you have, the better better you play, the better you practice. So even though there will be a hierarchy, there will be a guy that's probably going to be the number one coming out of spring, you would think, I still think the competition will be wide open going into fall camp. But I think having that... guy that's number one is going to ease a lot of people at Southern Miss, a lot of Southern Miss fans. Um, nervousness because, you know, the quarterback position has been kind of a turmoil situation for Southern Miss. They still won seven games last year. So get a, get a quarterback in. Uh, I'm telling this offense could be really, really good, but I think there's going to be battles even in the fall. Yeah, well, and Heath, I do want to stay in this quarterback room a little bit because – I think rightfully so, Billy Wiles, Holman Edwards, the two transfers, getting a lot of press, a lot of attention because they bring some of the depth and the talent that you didn't have, per se, in the last two or three years, the first couple of years for Coach Hall. But I also want to ask you about Zach Wilkie and then Ethan Crawford, too, who's, who's still working his way back from an ACL injury, get out of Hillcrest and Tuscaloosa, a true freshman. But Zach Wilkie obviously has the most experience returning, and then you throw Ethan Crawford in the mix. This, do you feel like this is the best depth of talent, at least? Because there's still a lack of experience. But just in terms of the depth of talent, do you think this is the best quarterback room that Coach Hall has had since he's been in Hattiesburg? I do think talent-wise, yes. I think it's probably the most talent he's had at quarterback since he's been at Hasburg. I mean, talent's one thing, knowing how to play is a different. I mean, you can have a lot of talent, but if you don't know what you're doing, it doesn't matter. But I do think with these guys coming in from, you know, Houston under Holgerson, coming in from a Clemson, under Dabo in that offense, I think these guys know what they're doing. Plus, Wilkie, this is the biggest jump you always take is from year one to year two. So what kind of jump is Wilkie going to have going into yeah. fall? He may have a, a huge jump going into fall. And, and the young man out uh, of Alabama, the freshman, you know, he's still he, he's not fully 100% yet. Uh, who knows? He may push. Uh, you just don't know. But I think the biggest leap, the, the biggest improvement you make is from year one to year two. So it's going to be fun to see what Wilkie does. Added to these other uh, three guys that are there, and man, this quarterback room could be extremely deep 
And with injuries that happen in football nowadays, you need that. You need a quarterback sure. room where you got two or three guys. Oh, we have seen that. And be productive. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you about the other side of the ball. Obviously, Austin Armstrong. Now the defensive coordinator at Florida, and so you you bump up Dan O'Brien, and the word from the staff, Coach Hall specifically, has been very positive. They feel really good about that change and transition. That there really hasn't been all that much of a transition, if any, scheme wise. I want to ask you from your perspective, roster wise, you lose a couple of important pieces, especially in the secondary and the defensive backfield. How do you feel like the the roster has shaped up? You bring a, a few transfers to fill in the gaps. Do you feel like there is maybe an expected drop-off in terms of production as good as this defense was last year? Or do you think you stay uh, right where you were last year? I think as far as – I don't think there's going to be much of a drop-off, to be honest with you. I think the guys that got coming in, uh, SEC transfers coming in from Ole Miss, uh, I don't think there's going to be much of a a drop-off in the secondary at all. Now, of course, you've got quarterbacks that are gone that you're going to need uh, to come in and, and some new guys, but they did so well in the recruiting process and in the transfer portal. I just, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think you're going to see that much. I don't think you're going to see a drop-off. And, I, and another reason I don't think you're going to see a drop-off is the guys that are there. When you bring a new coordinator in, a lot of time your scheme changes, uh, the way you call things, your language on defense changes. That's not the case now. It's pretty much staying the same. So it's an easy transition. It also makes it easier for the new guys coming in when they're in the same system, the same terminology, the same everything. So I actually think there won't be much of a drop-off at all in the secondary. I think it's going to be really well, and they did a good job with the transfer portal. Well, back on the quarterback situation, it would not surprise me, both of you guys, Ben and Heath, it would not surprise me if Crawford takes a red shirt. Oh no, no! You know yeah. because he's coming off no. of he's coming off of an injury. Right. He's a true freshman, you know. Well, and that's the value of bringing in these two transfers is you have some of that depth, and you don't have to play anybody, or at least you hope you don't have to play anybody before they're ready. I think we've seen that in back to back years where Coach Hall has just been for his hand has been forced when you have you know four or five or 15 or 20 quarterbacks go down you've got to play whoever is in that room and the hope is that you can hold on to a guy like Crawford to keep a shirt on him and develop him and and you and I know he if he happens to be listening to this show he's probably going dude no way I'm, I'm gonna win the job <laughs> well, like I said he's you been know? pretty he's got some real talent he was very but very good in you, high school that's what you want at a freshman you want yeah. a freshman that's coming in there going I want the job I'm gonna I'm no way that's the type of mentality you want because, number one, that mentality makes you better. And, number two, it pushes the guys that are already there. So, if he's that way, that's wonderful. Let's see that. Be that way. Push everybody. And who knows, you may be the, the starter. You may be the best guy for the job. And but he, if that's his mentality, that's great. Heath Hinton of Big Gold Nation joins us here on the Eagle Hour. Heath, basketball season now officially in the books. Real quick, in about ten second, a 10-second answer, how soon will we start seeing some potential new basketball Golden Eagles names uh, hitting hitting the press here? I think by the next two or three weeks, you're going to see a lot of guys, uh, you know, they're going to finalize what they're going to do with the roster here. Some guys transferring out, whatever. They'll have to make that decision. Hopefully none will. And then the guys are leaving. I think you'll see it two or three weeks. I think you'll see a lot of transfers starting to get looked at. Okay. And with what they did last year, it's going to be a huge deal for transfers. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation, southernmiss.rivals.com. You can get your membership there. Heath, always good to talk to you. Thank you, buddy. 
Thank you, Kelly. Ben, y'all have a good one. God bless, guys. We will take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about softball. The women are opening conference play this weekend as well, but they're at home. We hope to track some of them down and be back in just a moment. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Still to come, Southern Miss softball players Jana Lee and Maria Smith are going to be joining us. They open conference play this weekend at home against Louisiana. If you missed it before the commercial break, their opener was supposed to be tomorrow, but 100% chance of weather. Rain. Yeah. Uh, I was has, say, it's a 100% chance of weather every day. Yeah, what, what, <laughs> that's true. What did Vin Scully always used to say, the late, great Vin Scully? He'd say, rain or not, snow or not, there will always be weather, weather or not. Yeah. So, yeah, rain is obviously what we meant. So they uh, pushed the double header opener to Saturday. But they're going to be joining us a little bit later on. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmarked. It's the bright gold building right across from the main campus at Southern Miss. Your one-stop shop for all things Southern Miss. Anything with a Southern Miss logo on it, a current logo, you can find at Campus Bookmark. Whether it's keychains, ashtrays, graduation right around the corner, you can get the diploma frames that you can shadow box your diploma that you spent all that money to get uh, and then sit and look for a job for six months. Once you get that diploma, but at least you'll have something to look at yeah, while you're it'll waiting. Look great. Yeah, while yeah. you're waiting for that phone call. Uh, one of the many things that you can find at Campus Bookmart 24-7 on the web at campusbookmart.net. Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens, and the brash youngster. It's never going to be just Ben Milam anymore. It's, yeah, I know. Well, if I'm brash and young, what does that make you, Kelly? Old, senile, uh-huh. angry, bitter. The list goes on okay. and on. All okay. Right. Jaded. Like up on pop culture. <laughs> uh, Cynical. That, yeah. Talking about Harry Styles over the break. Yeah. 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 I, I saw uh, Billy Oldham last night. Uh-huh. Um, they were, him and some of his friends were playing trivia at one of the local places there. And he's got this, the sick flow, I think is what the kids call it. The, the long yeah. hair. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> Had kind of a Harry Styles thing going. Uh-huh. And, uh, anyways, I've heard some people have said that about you. I've heard that around town. I get John Goodman a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never Zac Efron, though, amazingly. Huh. You see it, don't you? I do. All right. Well, <laughs> man, you're going to get somewhere, Ben. <laughs> keep, keep coming up with those right answers. Yeah. In the NIT last night, of course, yeah. the Eagles got beat by UAB in the first round. But one of the ideal scenarios that we were talking about is Southern Miss going to the Bartow Center winning and then having Moorhead State win which you would think certainly would give the Eagles a home game in the second round. Well Moorhead won. Yeah. (laughs) They beat Clemson last night. Yeah and I don't I'm still not clear because they don't technically seed anyone other than the host and so I think I guess it comes down to a bid which I'm sure Jeremy McLean put in a bid before the tournament uh, in the scenario that one of the the higher seeds did lose. But yeah, I think you would you would assume with the way that the crowds were at Reed Green this this season, um, and the fact and the that Moorhead, yeah, and and your record is better, your net is much higher than Moorhead State. You would assume that you would have hosted, which which would have been a lot of fun. But it was not to be, Kelly. No, so Clemson and uh, Moorhead played last night. Moorhead won, so Moorhead will play UAB. Yeah. And you're presuming it'll be uh, 
again in Birmingham. Birmingham also hosting a lot of the NCAA tournament games, which are now officially underway. Yeah. The games started at about 11 o'clock today. So if you're into March Madness, you are parked in front of the TV right now with your beverage and food of choice, and, and you're going to be locked down for probably uh, two weeks now because a lot of basketball on a bunch of different channels across the what would, what would you still call it? The stratosphere? What do we call it? Uh, terrestrial. The terrestrial stations. The right? ether. The ether? The okay. ether. Hmm. Um, so anyway, lots of basketball there to talk about. Baseball-wise, the Eagles heading to San Marcos to take on the Texas State Bobcats. Tomorrow on the program, we'll be talking with the um, radio voice of the Bobcats to tell you a little bit about their team. They're 11-5, and five, yeah. playing great teams. And like Southern Miss, they open up with a really tough schedule. Now, they're at home against the Eagles this weekend, but then the Bobcats have to go to Coastal uh, the following weekend, and, and Southern Miss doesn't have it any easier the next weekend. I think it's Troy, isn't it? Week two? Yeah, no, host, Georgia, Georgia Southern. Southern. Georgia, Georgia Southern. Southern, yeah. That's right. So you got some really tough schedules here going on, but this, this Texas State team has got some names, Ben, that people, if they don't know about, need to know about. Yeah, well, the first of those being, for me, and they got a couple of guys offensively that have been really good. I mean, it's been one of the country's best offenses, and you can say that about two or three different Sunbelt Conference of future opponents. Uh, but Levi Wells, he has been the Friday guy. I talked about this uh, in, in uh, on a podcast earlier this week with Patrick McGee. He, is, he has had a kind of an ankle tweak-ish, a little kind of nagging injury, and so he threw Sunday of last week. And so not... Totally sure if he will actually go tomorrow in San Marcos um, as as the Friday guy in the rotation, but he is the A, 0.51 ERA. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, projected first day of the MLB draft in July. I mean, just really, really good stuff. Mid-90s fastball, great movement on the slider. He's you know got to change up the breaks away from the left-handed hitters. He's, he's kind of got – he's not kind of. He has a full complement of really good plus – pitches as the scouts would say and he's caught the attention of the scouts and if the golden eagles don't buckle up and and put a competitive at bat every time through the order then it's going to be a, a tough one when they see Le- levi wells and with that offense as well and with texas state putting up the runs that they have put up coastal carolina is scoring a, a lot of runs uh so it, this it might be a situation where even if your pitching staff doesn't perform you might have to outscore somebody rather than uh, you know, beat them defensively. But if that's if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Yeah, it is. And and I think again, that's part of why Tuesday was so big for Southern Miss is that you know they they were able to put together a lot of competitive abs. And I I think the approach top to bottom, even though you still have some of those top bats that are struggling, um, but we have seen enough from those guys that I think you expect them to break out of that at some point. But outside of that, I mean, again, you had four guys with a multi-hit game against Southeastern Louisiana. And, you know, uh, you had enough to, I guess, fill or backfill the productivity that you're missing from some of those top bats. And so when you get Guys like Chris Sargent, Carson Pato, swinging it the way that they're capable. This this lineup has a chance to be really, really good. Now, let me ask you this: when when you're talking about conferences, we always talk about the Power Five or the uh, the funded five, as we like to high resource yeah, five. Yeah, high Keith resource says, five. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, with the strength or the anticipated strength of teams in the Sun Belt: Texas State, Southern Miss, Georgia Southern, Old Dominion, South Alabama. All right. Could this be RPI wise 
regardless of the record. I mean, so if, you, if you're Southern Miss, for example, and you don't finish with as good a record as you did last year, but with the strength of the schedule, particularly in conference play this year, does that continue to make you a legitimate postseason selection if you don't win your postseason tournament? Does yeah, that make sense? I, I, it does, and I would I would think so. I, I think just due to the the nature, I agree. Like you're saying of the depth of the conference because you had you had those weekends and Conference USA, very good baseball conferences, as you guys have talked about uh, for years. I mean, it's it's been ahead of some of those high resource five conferences uh, for a long time now. But then you add Southern Miss and Old Dominion to the mix of the Sun Belt, which was already a really strong conference in Texas State, Georgia Southern, Louisiana, and Troy. Uh, I yeah, mean, I didn't even mention Louisiana and Troy. Yeah, and I mean, there, there are just no off weekends. I mean, there, there may be one or two where you feel like you would probably need to win two out of three and maybe sweep if you want that at large. But there are... I think there's more room. Say you lose a series or two in the early going, you lose two out of three. You're going to have the ability that you didn't maybe have in Conference USA to to make up a lot of ground in the RPI because just about every weekend it's going to be a top 100 opponent in the Sun Belt. So the bottom line here is for the keyboard warriors and people that like to jump off a ship when it springs a leak. Uh, is that the Eagles, when this is all said and done, they may not wind up with the record that they had last year. We've talked about the pitching staff. The youngsters on the pitching staff are starting to grow up a little bit, certainly seeing signs of that. So the Eagles could very well wind up with a worse record than last year, but still be a legitimate, at large, if nothing else, pick in the tournament. I think you're absolutely right. And you also we also talked about those first four weekends. Again, obviously, to Texas State, and then you host Georgia Southern, and then Troy, and then Old Dominion. Uh, I mean, that's a gauntlet in that first month. And, and you, you touched on it yesterday. You're gonna, I think we're going to find out what this team is made out of. And if you are going to have a chance to really, A, make a run in the postseason, or B, get into the postseason on an at-large basis – and then, I mean, you get into the conference tournament, I think just about every year, Southern Miss, and, and this has maybe changed a little over the last two or three years in the last couple of years in Conference USA where it, it did get a little deeper. But I think you, you approach that conference tournament in years past of kind of expecting to at least play in the championship game. It is going to be really, really tough to win a conference tournament in the Sun Belt. And that you, that you indeed have to win it in order to secure right I, i'm not sure you i'm not sure any of these sunbelt teams has to win it now depending on their overall body of work yeah but i think their overall body of work is going to be good i don't think you have to win the postseason tournament to get in uh, well if you if you play the way that you, you need to probably not but this this has the potential to be a five or six team bid league this year wouldn't that be something well the softball women have turned it around and how We'll talk with a couple of the players who have helped turn that team around when the Eagle Hour continues after these commercial messages.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Segment three of our Thursday show on the Eagle Hour, sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Missed out on the fun trivia last night, but don't worry because all of the NCAA games will be on all the different TVs all around 4th Street Bar and Grill. It is the home of the 995 Blue Plate Lunch, Monday through Friday. But tomorrow, of course, a special day because it's St. Patrick's Day. So they'll have your usual uh, partying going on there at 4th Street Bar, as if they needed a reason to party at 4th Street. But it is St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. They've been with us, uh, I think, since about day one on this program, and we appreciate their support of not only this show, but of Southern Miss Athletics. Maria Smith joins us now on the phone. She's a native of Edwardsville, Illinois, a junior on the softball team at Southern Miss. Southern Miss 15-6 and six on the season, a great record, but the preseason top team in the preseason polls, Louisiana comes to town this weekend. Louisiana ranked 23rd in the country, and the Lady Eagles are the first ones to get a chance to knock the Cajuns off of their lofty perch, and we welcome you, Maria. Good to have you here. So how are you, how are you guys going to do it? How are you going to beat Louisiana? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I think we're just going to stick to the game plan. You know, we scout and we do a lot of work. And um, we put a lot of trust in our pitchers and coaching staff to, you know, figure out how they want to handle things. And we just have to go out and execute the best we can. I think this question you've probably gotten more than any other question uh, in the off season, But the morale of this softball team uh, compared to the last couple of seasons, quite frankly, it's it is a breath of fresh air and almost a brand new day. How would you describe the spirit and morale of this women's team now? And it's showing in your play, fifteen and six. It's that's pretty doggone good. Yeah, I think it's just a lot more. Um, like we have a lot more trust in each other in coaching staff, and we also like have background on like why we're doing things. Like it's a lot of communication, great communication with the coaching staff and players all the time. And, you know, they're very supporting in every single way, like mind, body, and spirit. Like, they look after every part of us. They they check in with us all the time, make sure that we're doing well. And, like, it just makes people want to be here and, like, be around you. Now, Maria, you have drawn you have drawn 26 base on balls this year, which is a lot. So what's the key to having a good eye at the plate, and how are you able to draw so many walks when perhaps others don't? Um, Really, it's just all about having a plan when you're going up to bat. And, you know, Coach A has really worked with us on really seeing middle three. Um, you know, you're picking your pitches, and you're, you're, in, a, you're in a hunting mindset instead of, you know – what is the pitcher going to throw me? Or, oh, she has this. I, I need to lay off of this. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. I know what I'm playing at. And it's like, it's got to be in my area. And, you know, people just happen to not throw it in my area. Well, so. you're, you're, getting on, you're getting on base a lot. And obviously you can't, you can't go all the way around the bases till you at least get to first. Right, Ben? That is, that's great analysis, <laughs> Kelly. I, I, they, really, they need to pay me to do this. Yeah. Hey, Maria, Ben Milam here. I do want to ask you about this move into the Sun Belt, which is a really, really good softball conference. But first of all, give us your flyover view of the, I mean, obviously a 15-6 and six record, but from your perspective, how do you grade the team's performance through non-conference play coming into this weekend? Um. 
I think that we are very, very close to, like, really busting open, like, a gate for us as a team. Like, we're very, very close right there. You know, we've kind of had a little, like, just some kind of roadblocks, you know, as we're, like, moving through some things, figuring out things as a team and stuff. But I think that, you know, there's a lot of promise in this team with, like, abilities and talent and coaching staff. And, you know, it just comes down to, you know, going game by game and pitch by pitch and every practice, you know, really staying true to who we want to be and where we want to be. And I think that it's going to be, like, very bliss, a very blissful season if uh, we stay to that. Yeah, well, I would say I mean, you've seen some really good competition in the non-conference schedule, and you need to be battle-tested because this was a four-bid league last year, the Sun Belt, and James Madison not too long ago played in the World Series really strong from top to bottom. And obviously you've played two years in Conference USA, which was not a bad Sun Belt league at all in its own right. But talk about the atmosphere in the locker room. Is there any difference coming into the beginning of conference play knowing that this is a stronger league? Um, no, because whether we're playing, you know, the bottom of the bottom or the top of the top, we're going to be Southern Miss regardless. Well, we are the top, you know. It's just a matter of, you know, how important uh, execution becomes when we play, you know, teams like this. And, um, and that's throughout the whole conference, not just Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just got to be ready for it. Well, Maria, continued success. We'll be watching with uh, interest this weekend. Again, the Friday opener has been pushed to Saturday because of the 100% chance of weather. <laughs> rain, of course. Uh, so a doubleheader on Saturday, then a single game on Sunday. Jana Lee is also on the horn. She's a native of Albany, Georgia, a sophomore who's a pitcher. She's a pitcher and a defensive player hitting 382 on the year. And on the mound, almost a four-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio. So, Jaina, good to have you here. Give us your thoughts. Now, you guys just got done with practice today. Schedules had to kind of be moved around because of the doubleheader on Saturday. What's the mood now going into this weekend, the number one team right out of the gate? Um, we just got We just have the mindset that we're just going to be Southern Miss, like Maria said, just be Southern Miss regardless. No matter who we play, we just have to stick to our plan, stick to what we know, what we do best, and just go out there and give everybody a show. Well, Gina, I, I'm interested, as, as Kelly read some of those two-way statistics off, um, softball is a little unique in that you have the designated player that can play all these different spots in a, in a single game. And I know you've had, obviously, success – both at the plate and the circle in the field, what is your mindset coming into a game with the knowledge that you might have to do it all? Um. Well, I did, I go into every game thinking I have to do it all anyway. Just even if I don't, I just sure. have that mindset. Like, hey, Jana, you know, you got to hit, you got to pitch, you got to feel. Just staying staying ready so you don't have to get ready is my biggest thing. Like, so mm-hmm. as long as you know you're ready. You ain't never going to get caught off guard. I like that. Stay ready so that you don't have to. You never have to get ready. That's right. That's right. And these, Ben, are both American women. American women do it all anyway, right? That's that's true. Yeah. That's right. That's very true. So they're ready to go. What's your preference, Jaina? Do you want to be on the mound, so to speak, or, or defensively? What's your preference? 
Uh, oh, man, look. I, I love being in the mouth. I feel like, believe it or not, as a kid, I used to didn't like pitching because I was a shy kid in school. And it's like being the center of attention, it was like a lot for me. But hmm. growing into the person and the woman I am today, it's like it's just so calming and soothing, like, you know, just being up there, knowing that the game is, you know, flowed by you and you control everything. It's just a blessing to be up there, with being honest. Jana, talk about, I mean, it was, it was no secret that there was some roster turn, turnover from a year ago. Talk about some of these new pieces that have fit in and how you guys have transitioned from last year to this year in terms of that team chemistry with so many new faces. Oh, well, of course, everybody know we lost uh, two big seniors that we had, D. Brown and Tata. You know, yeah. they were two big pieces of our team that we had last year. But, uh, you know, getting the new the new girls in, like, it just really hasn't been that much of a difference. Like, they just click so well with each other. They click with the team. Everybody, you know, gets along, and we love each other. And it's just, you know, having the new freshmen here, they're learning and getting to know, like, how Southern Miss works. It's just, you know – a good feeling to be out there knowing that we have a team that's actually a team. It was it know? was really tumultuous though the last couple of years, and there was a lot of negative, uh, just a lot of negativity in the air. A lot of young ladies left the program. What kept you here, Jaina? Why why not you? Why didn't you? Why did you decide to stay? Um, because I knew, I knew where I knew my heart wasn't going to lead me anywhere else. I just knew that even with the coaching change, you know the. The player, the team's not going to change. The players aren't going to change. So I just the love I have for my teammates and these girls is just you know inevitable. Like I I go to you know hell and back for these girls. Well, Jenna, it's been you and uh, we got about thirty seconds here. It's been you, and Morgan Linestock, the two leaders in the circle. What what's it like? Uh, I guess pitching alongside, for lack of a better term, Morgan Linestock and the su- success that both of you have had in the circle this year. Uh, well, it's just, you know, having having three pitchers as a whole, like, for the entire team is hard. Yeah. Like, so, you know, just us us having, like, the trust in each other to know that we're going to get the job done, it really motivates, I mean, you know, all three of us. Like, we know that we're going to have each other's back regardless. Like, if one of us get in trouble, then another one going to come in and shut it down. So that's just how we go into every game thinking. Well, go in and shut the Cajuns down this weekend. We're all going to be pulling for you. A doubleheader Saturday, the game one originally scheduled for tomorrow, has been pushed to Saturday. So two games on Saturday, one on Sunday, as the Lady Eagles softball team begins Sunbelt Conference play against the preseason voted number one Louisiana Cajuns. Jana Lee, Maria Smith, thanks so much. No problem. No problem. Thank you. Hey, to the top. To the top. Okay, we'll take a commercial break. Ben will get us up to date on what some of the other sports teams at Southern Miss are up to as we wind down a Thursday Eagle Hour. Back in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. 
This fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by D1 and D-Bat Training Facilities in Hattiesburg. One side for your physical fitness and whipping you into shape. The other side, baseball and softball cages to get you ready for the upcoming travel season if you're not already underway. Some of the rec teams are already playing their games, but I know in the Oak Grove area, opening day is March 25th. So still time to get in those cages at D1 and D-Bat. A shout out to Mo Bay Beignet Company, the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. That's right across from the campus as well. If you're around the Southern Miss campus, no way to start, no better way to start out your day than to get some of those fresh, freshly made beignets. They don't even make them until you order them. All right. So they can't come out any fresher or any more delectable. That's the Mo Bay Beignet Company on Hardy Street. And also a special shout out to one of our new sponsors, Jana King, the King of Clean. Our team have been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your places for work, education, medical attention, eateries, stadiums, and worship. Janet King. Half the listeners have no idea what we're doing right now. <laughs> Go to JanetKingCleans.com. Stand by for news. And here with the rest of the story is Ben Milam. Ben, other sports at Southern Miss besides just softball, baseball, and football. Yeah, a whole lot going on. Men's and women's tennis both on the road. Uh, both have kind of had an up and down non-conference part of the schedule in early parts of conference play, um, but have started to, to play really well. They've both lost two straight, but looking to bounce back Today, actually, men's tennis at Coastal Carolina. Coastal has uh, been really good, nine and six, I think, uh, on the team side. And you have three different guys with seven wins total. And it's interesting. I mean, tennis, you have to look at both the team and the individual side of things. But across the board, Coastal Carolina, pretty tough. And um, I believe started at noon today. So we'll have to check on that after we wrap up here this afternoon. Women will uh, head to Texas State, or I guess probably are heading there uh, to San Marcos, maybe along with the baseball team. I don't know if they could consolidate that travel, but they will take on the Bobcats on the court tomorrow, and I think that is a noon start as well. Texas State has also had a strong start, so both men's and women's tennis on the road this weekend in Sunbelt play. The track and field are taking part in the South Alabama Invitational or South Al Invitational in Mobile this weekend. Golden Eagles obviously had a great season on the indoor side of things, and this is the first outdoor meet of the season. So it'll be interesting to see how the Golden Eagles do on the outdoor side of the track and field things. Golf, both men's and women's, have been both really strong. And a couple of highlights here. Cameron Clark last week in the Duffner Tiger Invitational in Opelika, Alabama finished third in a really really strong field team finished fourth overall there are a couple of top 25 programs in that invitational and uh, they're off for I guess this week and they'll be uh, back in action next week on the 20th so a lot of success all the way around Kelly yeah spring break is always kind of problematic you know but the but the only people that don't get spring breaks are the athletes now, now, the football players are getting a break, but you don't know if they're actually getting to go to the beach or go wherever, you know, the, the quote-unquote regular students go. Yeah. But the baseball and softball teams are certainly not getting a break. Track and field, they're, they're down there in, in Mobile. So it's just uh, kind of that time of the year. And, you know, tennis, you're dealing with 
and golf, you're dealing with wind this time of year, too. I mean, it's the same for everybody. But oh, yeah. still, yeah. the uh, the track team, the cross-country team, was the very first. This will be a good trivia question for years down the road. Yeah. What was the first Southern Miss sports team to win a conference title as members of the Sunbelt Conference? And the answer is the cross-country team, which was way back last fall. So they always uh, do things you know, very well. So tomorrow on the program, a programming note, we're going to be looking more in depth at this series. The Bobcats and the Golden Eagles will look at the starters as, you know, we don't anticipate the starting rotation being any different for Southern Miss, but we'll take a look, a little bit closer look at the Bobcats with um, the man who calls the play-by-play for Texas State on, on their network. And, and we'll be getting up to date on the NCAA basketball tournament as well. Yeah. Jay Ladner yesterday thought Purdue is the team to beat, yeah? Yeah, I was uh, I was gonna ask you if you had filled out a bracket, but guess you know, right. I as 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 big a sports fan as I am, I have never done the bracket. Never, thing. no. Wow, that I, takes some intentionality to avoid that. I, th- I think because it feels like everyone does it, even those that don't watch basketball. Yeah, I mean, my sisters even do it, but yeah. you know, Barack Obama still does it. Yeah, I don't know. I've just never been a big bracket guy. The only thing I can tell you is that uh, if had Mississippi State won the other night. Uh-huh. Uh, they certainly would have beaten Iowa State. So now Pitt is going to beat Iowa State. My my alma mater, they always, oh, this is our group. We're going to win it all. And they always choke in the first round of the tournament. Okay, so you do not have Iowa State going all the way through. You're so positive. <laughs> I'm positive they won't win. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made it a point this year not to fill out a bracket because I, I this is sort of a, a test to see if it'll be more enjoyable because I always just get frustrated. I do have a rooting interest, but... It, it's good enough basketball. There's so much interest already. You don't have to create any. Hopefully, I'll be able to kind of relax and enjoy the tournament. But I will say this. The usual suspects are kind of out of it. It seemed, you know, North Carolina didn't even Which get in. Which is refreshing. In. You know, yeah. Duke, Duke could still make five some seed, yeah. noise. Yeah. Um, you know, Kentucky, uh, Kansas. Virginia's kind of. Yeah, yeah, but I'll take Virginia. They haven't, you know, it's, it's always those. Yeah. The Jayhawks and North Carolina. The Blue Bloods. All, yeah, all yeah. the Blues. There yeah. you go. Lots to come tomorrow as we get ready for a big uh, baseball series with the Bobcats of Texas State. Until 1 o'clock tomorrow for producer-engineer Michael Mergens and the brass youngster Ben Milam. I'm Kelly Sander saying Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. I want to fly like an eagle to the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.